Hello everyone. Before we start today's podcast, some exciting news for you. You can experience the Inside Politics podcast live in Dublin on May 16th when Hugh Linehan, Jennifer Bray and I will be joined by Cliff Young of Ipsos, one of America's top pollsters, to talk about the US election, our own local and European elections and much more. It's a breakfast event kicking off at 8am in Trinity College. If you'd like to attend, you can get tickets at irishtimes.com forward slash events. That's irishtimes.com forward slash events. I hope we see lots of you there. Anyway, it's on now. Okay, we just do it? Yeah. I've always said that the election should happen at the best time for the country. Now is that time. Oh, come, nobody ever reads manifestos during the election. Sean, you know oh, that. Look, they've taken our policies. They are bereft of policies. For every person that likes you, there have to be people that hate you in equal measures. This is Election Daily, a special series from the Inside Politics podcast. I'm Hugh Linehan, and with me today from the Irish Times political team are Fia Kelly and Jennifer Bray. You're both very welcome. Hello. Uh, Every evening we are going to be keeping you up to date on this general election campaign, but we do promise not to take up too much of your valuable time. Um, Let's have a quick look at what happened today. Not quite the first full day, but the first 15 hours or so of the election campaign. Uh, Jennifer, we got the slogans of the two main parties, Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael. Yeah, so Fine Gael, uh, their election slogan is uh, a future to look forward to, basically. Um, and uh, there has been a bit of criticism about this, uh, also internally in the party from people I've talked to um, who think that it's very aspirational and that for a party that talks about wanting to constantly look forward to the future, they're going to do a lot of talking about Fianna Fáil's past. So we'll it, it, see. Well, it's quite uh, a lot done more to do a lot in done, its vibe, isn't it? A lot done more to do. Yeah, exactly. And, you know... Um, talking about kind of this aspirational future that you you hope to have. I don't really know if it's a vote winner. Only time will tell. But um, the early indications are that it isn't necessarily going down great. What do you think, Fee? I think it's deliberately... Yeah, if I can say that. De- deliberately bleh. Because I think that, like, look, they got in so much trouble with their um, campaign slogan the last time, let's keep the recovery going. Like, what does a future uh, a future to look forward to mean? You hardly look back, look back to the future. So I think it's deliberately vague, deliberately... You know, take it or leave it. It's actually not very memorable, is it? So I maybe it's that, deliberately, that deliberately so. the point. Yeah. So, like, you know, let's keep the recovery going. Was a, was the, you know, people were still trying. Let's keep the recovery going at Finnegale today. So maybe they'd like put that behind us. This is deliberately vague. Let's just get on with the campaign. Focus on Brexit. Focus on the people who are focus on our team. And I think it could be a. Yeah, it could, it could, could be entirely on purpose that this is forgettable. Yeah, I keep forgetting it and that's terrible and it's my job to know it and I keep looking at my notepad saying, what is it again? Well, in terms then of its presentation, the way it's parsed today, the Taoiseach obviously has his big moment behind the microphone as he leaves government buildings and he tells you what it's all going to be. Did that tie in with that? Fiac mentioned Brexit, for example. Were these things very prominent in the discourse? Yeah, absolutely. He was trying to portray a kind of very statesman-like um, aura when he went on to government building, steps government buildings today. And, and the issues that he's focusing on uh, are Brexit, this idea that we have a team of Europe, we've built up all these relationships this is worth something to the country um, and stick with us and we'll, we'll get this Brexit job done, which isn't entirely dissimilar to Boris Johnson, which is far less effective because the get Brexit done was a very clear slogan. Mm. The future, blah 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 isn't necessarily uh, so So yeah, it was mainly kind of Brexit focused and there was a small mention there in his speech for housing where he talked about that not enough houses have been built um, which is kind of just stating the obvious really, so um, 
trying to maybe brush that under the carpet, carpet a little bit. And Ireland for All, again, which is their campaign slogan in 2016, um, Micheál Martin said it was not only a slogan, it was their philosophy. Fine, Fine Gael have tried to make an issue of this and say that they're bereft of ideas, they're bereft of policies, they couldn't even think of a new slogan. But look, but you would also agree if they decided that it's not broke, so why fix it, then why not? In fairness to them, it does chime with their, you know, Micheál Martin's social democratic values. So... It's a successful exercise in branding as far as they concerns. They are concerned, so I've decided to stick with it. And have the other parties come out with any sense of those kind of things as well? Their slogans or their uh, well, what I, colours they're going to use or whatever it's going I to be? I was at the, uh, the first uh, Sinn Féin press conference there this afternoon and Mary Lou MacDonald, who, by the way, did not look very cheerful, optimistic or, or happy by any measure. Um, she was asked about her election slogan and she, she didn't say. Now, I've been told that it's uh, give workers and families a break, but I don't know whether that's their official election so or, or whether they're going to unveil that tomorrow. Right. Um, I think the big thing today was we had heard slight straws in the wind about a, a Saturday election, uh, but that came out and I think it still caught most people by surprise today, didn't it? First time since 1918 yeah. that we've had a general election on a Saturday That election, as far as I know, was a Westminster election. It was the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was the our own first Dáil election to be held on, on a Saturday mm. now. So it is a, a, a massive departure. Um, but the, the reasoning uh, behind it is uh, to benefit uh, families people who can't get childcare or who would have to rearrange that to benefit students and apparently to benefit workers whose working day might be quite rigid. Um, maybe it's an attempt to look like a man of the people from Leo Varadkar's perspective, but to me it seems like a good idea. I think it's a bit of smart virtue signalling from Fine Gael to speak to that section of the electorate they want to talk to, which is, you know, young professionals, people at work, people probably below the age of 45, 50, who are back in work, a couple of kids in childcare, they think the economy is going well for them. They are the people they think they can win back over, that they can swing towards them in the last week of the campaign. And this is a very, I suppose it's a clever opening gambit to say, we hear, we're, we're your type of people. Like, you know, we hear that you maybe don't want to find childcare. It's a, it's a kind of a smart device. I don't think there's any great, like, you know, it, it's a risky, it's a risky uh, proposition what, because... Why last, is it risky? Well, the children's referendum in 2012, as far as I know, was on a Saturday and the turnout was like 33%. Obviously, this is a, a, a kind of a, a beast of a different stripe because it's general election. But I think it is that element of the younger younger parents, younger families at work were speaking to you. I mean, there are a lot of people who would find it quite difficult to get to a polling station because of the hours they spend at work and the length of time they commute. They're out and gone very early in the morning to misquote the Taoiseach and they're not back till pretty late at night and they've got kids to feed and all that stuff. So I wonder, might it have any effect on turnout and who gets out to vote? Yeah, that's the big question. That's what they're hoping. Uh, I mean, there are other things going on that day. As far as I know, there's a rugby match in, in the Aviva. So rugby match in the Ireland versus Wales and Dublin versus yeah. Monaghan in so, Yeah, so it could actually completely um, backfire. People could say, I'm not, I'm not going to vote. You know, I, I would have done it yesterday, but I'm going to watch the rugby or, or I'm going to stay at home with my kids yeah, or, you know, I'm not interested in this. I would have done it on my way to work yesterday just because I'm passing the polling station. But today I'm not going to bother. For every kind of benefit, like, you, we'll, ne- we'll never know until the results are in. But He's it, lost the teacher vote anyway. What? <laughs> yes, teachers, you know, a couple of people are saying this week that teachers were running the rule over whatever Friday it would be to, to, to have a, a long weekend. But I do think, I do think that, you know, they are very evenly matched, Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael get into this campaign. But I think there is a sense, perhaps, that Fine Gael want to tap into that. You, people who are back in work, not entirely satisfied. If they're basing their idea on the swing back to the government, that is people that that is kind of focusing on people who maybe three or four years ago weren't in work, now are believe that things are going relatively okay while they're not happy with the government and this way of speaking to them. Now, 
one of the things that happens when uh, an election starts looming is we start hearing about the runners and riders and who's who's going to run and who's not. And we're going to talk about that in a sec. But first, um, just wanted to say, briefly mention one thing, because people do ask us sometimes how they can support this podcast. And the answer is actually very simple. You can just go to irishtimes.com slash subscribe and sign up for a digital subscription, which costs just a very, very cheap one euro. You don't, of course, have to pay it, nor do I. But I one do, euro get is my house brilliant, value, <laughs> brilliant value for what you get in terms of expertise and analysis and quality journalism and all of that. So that's one euro for the first month at irishtimes.com slash subscribe. And here endeth the plug. Um, now, who's not running? A list, if I may. Uh, as of now, the big surprise today, I think, was Finney McGrath uh, of the Independent Alliance, Dublin Bay North, he, uh, declared he wasn't running, which kind of throws open that Dublin Bay North constituency, which is a five-seater, always kind of keenly contested. But the list is, as of now, Jerry Adams, Sinn Féin, Sean Barrett, Finnegale, Dun Leary, John D.C. Finnegale, Waterford, John Halligan. Oops, sorry, he hasn't confirmed yet. It's widely expected that John Halligan will not run Independent Alliance Waterford. Michael Harty, Independent Clare. And the Kenny Finnegale, Mayo, Finney McGrath, we said Dublin Bay North. Also confirmed Michael Noonan, Limerick, Finnegale, uh, John O'Brien, Sinn Féin, Cork, North Central. Willie Penrose, Labour, Longford, Westmead, Brendan Ryan, Labour, Dublin, Fingal, and Quivino, Quailon, Cavan, Monaghan, Sinn Féin. As of now, there are question marks over a few other people. Now, I know Dublin Bay North, so I'm going to just mention that. And also, as you say, Finney McGrath was probably the most uh, the, the most high-profile high person and he was humming and hawing and it wouldn't he or wouldn't he. And maybe a bit like John Halligan and Waterford as well, both those um, decisions not to run might benefit the Labour Party. Of course, yeah. I'm big. You know the same Well, I, I just me. think that um, the chat was that Finney McGrath had polled before Christmas uh, to see what what the lay of the land was effectively before he made a decision. So the chatter out there now is it, everybody's always seen Bay North as Richard Bruton... Uh, kind of nailed on Sean Hawhey nailed on and then the rest a uh, scrap so what it seems to be now is that the Greens have come really into contention there David Healy their candidate they did really well in the local elections around Clontarf so you would think that the top three were now going to be Fine Gael uh, Fianna Fáil and the Greens Denise Mitchell uh, apparently is there thereabouts the, Sh- the Sinn Féin candidate and then an almighty scrap for that final seat before the ca- between the candidates of the centre left so you think that if the hard left goes out it may go to Sinn Féin elect Denise Mitchell and then you're looking at Eanna Reardon Keno Callaghan from the Sock Dems and Tommy Bruhan of the uh, you know independence for independence kind of left. So it's whoever I think comes out on top and first preferences of those three will get elected because you would imagine that the others will elect that individual. And um, Ryan stepping down in Fingal, he's obviously the way was paved in the by-election for his successor to take that seat. For Duncan Smith, who's a councillor out there, got a run in the by-election. I think Labour were happy with his performance. They felt safe that Brendan Ryan could come off. And what you're seeing with the Labour Party is a desire now for generational change. They're hoping Aon Reardon will get elected, Jed Nash, and then Duncan Smith maybe in Fingal. So I think that's, again, a 5 seat constituency Labour tradition. They could hold that seat. Yeah, they could. And, and they are kind of pitching a lot of their hopes on, like Fig says, that generational change. And even it, there's an optics thing here as well, like when they do their launches or when they launch their campaigns, to see new faces and not to see the same old faces we've seen in the last election or the election before and the election before that. So I think that's they're kind of looking towards the future. And their director way, of elections is Ivana Bacic, who yeah. has, I think it has to be said, doesn't have a great electoral record. Well, no, but she she's very well got at the party. <laughs> How are you? Stop snagging her there, I won't. I won't say. Not to uh, same thought did occur to me today. I'll be honest. <laughs> but she she is uh, very well got at the party. She's very much in touch with the, with the grassroots, and um, I think she'd be quite close to Brendan Howland. So I wasn't that surprised to see her picked at all, to be honest with you. And I think. 
think she'll do a good job. And of course do. then there are some candidates, there was a question about would they run or wouldn't they run, and they are running. Mm. For example, Verona Murphy is going to run as an independent in Wexford. She is indeed, and and that could really upset the race down there. I mean, we were looking, we we're going into it, let's say she wasn't running, there was talk that Paul Keogh would find it hard to, to hold on to his seat. Um, now Fine Gael are still hoping to get their two seats. Paul Keogh, Michael Darcy, Fianna Fáil are hoping to have two seats down there. James Brown and uh, uh, potentially Malcolm Byrne, though he there might be some geographical issues there um, because they have four candidates on the on the ticket. Um, and then obviously Labour's uh, Brendan Howland. But if Verona Murphy comes in, you'd have to wonder how much of the vote that she got, which is 23% in the by-election, was a Fine Gael vote or how much of that vote were people who agreed with her sentiments on migration and security and all that. maybe just admired her work with the Holliers or some other elements. Absolutely, and her work on Brexit, of course. And uh, so I I think, you know, she could end up chipping away at some of that vote, so she could have a material impact. Now, there's no real suggestion as of now that she is in a a position to win a seat, but anything could happen at this stage and, and the campaign's only beginning. As the campaign is just beginning, but finally, Fig, just give us a sense of how it rolls out now over the next two or three days. Yes, so the, the, this first lap, the first lap, you you will expect formal campaign launches tomorrow. So, we had like the teaching on the steps, government buildings today, using the backdrop of government uh, to project himself. We ended Michael Martin responding within Leinster House, but tomorrow you will see it move to the active uh, political party campaign. So Fine Gael will launch their campaign officially. Uh, Fianna Fáil will do an event as well and that's when we'll see the election HQ and you'll see them on the news with their kind of slogans and livery behind them. And that will be the this, the next stage of the campaign, formally rolling out the messages, introducing people to the messages. And I think it'll be a while before you'll then see, you know, actual policy and manifesto. That'll be the next phase. But this that's phase... next week, is it? I, probably, I would imagine. Probably next week, This, yeah. this is uh, introducing people to the message, the pitch, and getting them used to seeing what they're going to be deciding to choose or to vote for over the next few weeks. Exactly. And you'll see, like Fiek said, then either later in the week or at the start of next week, particular policies. So you'll have maybe an event on housing, you'll have an event on childcare, you'll have an event Brexit, you know, on the economy and uh, what the party leaders will do is they'll bring in their candidates, maybe people who obviously weren't TDs at the moment or were TDs indeed, get them some TV time and they'll fit them in there. So you'll see a bit of that. You'll see some new faces so on your, on your then, TV then screen. Then you might see next week or the week after, for example, a five-way leaders debate. And then a week out from polling day, you'll be looking at the head-to-head debate if it is going to happen. fascinating. So, like, both of them are up for it. Uh, both of them want it to happen. Suits both of them to block out everybody else. So that's the probably a week out from polling day, you'll see that. And then, of course, Brexit happens on the final week of the campaign. Yeah, so brace yourself for all of that. And we'll be covering it all every evening. But we leave it there for this evening. Thanks to our producer, Declan. Remember, you can subscribe to us on any of the usual podcast platforms. And your views are always very welcome. You can get us at politicspodcast at irishtimes.com. You can find me on Twitter. Talk to you very soon.